This is the KFDM Morning Show podcast from the most watched morning team in Southeast Texas. Prosecutors are moving forward in an effort to certify a teen as an adult in the Westbrook bathroom attack that's making national headlines. Jefferson County District Attorney's Office is filing paperwork to certify the teen as an adult for the alleged offense of robbery. The 16-year-old is accused of beating up another student in a bathroom at the high school on September 7th to take his property. The attack was captured on video and has since gone viral. The suspect is a junior at Westbrook and remains at the Minnie Rogers Juvenile Justice Center. The DA's office tells us that the alleged offense is robbery because the teen is accused of using force to take the victim's property. Now that the paperwork is filed, juvenile probation will do an examination on the teen. If he's certified as an adult and convicted of robbery, he could face up to two decades in prison and a $10,000 fine. Earlier this month, the Beaumont ISD police chief disputed allegations that he didn't want to move ahead with a case against the teen. Uh, and it was negative, it was false, that our officers didn't respond, and even to the fact that the chief uh, did not want to even file charges, that was false. The DA's office says the process from paperwork to a certification hearing is likely to take several months. Guns and drugs were part of the haul when Liberty County deputies arrested a 15-year-old and his 17-year-old girlfriend. Deputies pulled over the 15-year-old driver and his girlfriend, Alessandra Leal, for a traffic violation last week in Northern Liberty County. The driver said there were two handguns in the car, but officers found more than just the guns, seizing LSD, Xanax, a Glock 40 caliber, another handgun, and 30 rounds of extended magazines for both guns. Leal is now in jail, and the young driver is in juvenile detention. The Bridge City Police Department has released the identity of a local man killed in a crash on Friday. Investigators say 62-year-old Lancey Gibbs of Orange died in the crash. It happened Friday evening at the intersection of 1442 and Bessie Heights Road in Bridge City. Investigators say Gibbs was riding a minibike when he reportedly failed to yield the right-of-way at the intersection and collided with the Ford pickup. He died at the scene. Houstonians have stepped up and are answering a call to action. They're lending a helping hand to the communities in southwest Florida. Kathy Hernandez has more. And recovery efforts obviously in full swing following the impact of Ian in southwest Florida. Houstonians and Texans all across have kind of stepped up to call the action. Not Kathy Hernandez, but instead, Morning Show's Tan Radford joins us this morning. Good morning, Tan. Good morning, Macy. A lot of efforts were put in, especially by Texans, to help in that recovery process. A lot of damage done, and as they lead a helping hand for those in need, here's that story. And we're going to keep raising products and money for the people in Florida uh, for the next several weeks to help them out, just like people helped out us in Texas during Hurricane Harvey. Gallery furniture on the North Freeway is loading up to send much-needed hurricane relief to Florida. They're collecting Clorox, water, and non-perishable food items, sheetrock knives, shovels, heavy-duty brooms, mops, buckets, construction trash bags, and tarps. Mattress Max says he knows Houstonians will step up like they've done so many times in the past. Uh, Houstonians in Texas have the biggest hearts in the world. They're always giving. As soon as we put out the request yesterday, they brought in a whole truckload of supplies. We've got our high-water truck. 
trucks and six drivers from the Houston Food Bank headed out to Tampa this morning to help Feeding America food banks after Hurricane Ian devastated Florida. They're taking MREs, disaster boxes, and water. They plan to be there for two weeks, helping in any way they can. This will help for now. They'll probably figure out other things that they need. And, and like I said, those, those drivers will be there for the next two weeks to help out. And, and when the call comes out, they need more things. We'll surely ship that stuff out. And as you can see, a lot of recovery efforts put in there. We will continue to update you here on air and online as they continue, Macy. Obviously, something Texans know all mm -hmm. too well, that recovery after a hurricane. So nice to see them stepping up. Right. We actually got an email late last night. A church in Nederland is sending a team out to Florida to help. So as awesome. you mentioned, we'll keep people updated. Yes. Thank you, Tam. Mm -hmm. Well, KFDM and Fox 4 partnered with the League of Women's Voters in Triangle Caucus Saturday to register anyone who was eligible to vote. The event took place right outside the KFDM parking lot. People could just drive up and register to vote from the comfort of their car. They could also update their address and names if need be. If you missed registering to vote, very important, last day that you can register is October 11th. You can go to your county courthouse and get signed up there. Southeast Texans have a new cavalcade queen. The 70th annual Queen's Tea took place Saturday night at the Texas Artist Museum in Port Arthur. This year's queen, Trisha Almarez. The event also recognized the princesses of the court, their escorts, and their parents. The princesses are from a number of high schools, including Memorial, Port Natchez Groves, Sabine Pass, and Kelly. The annual event is also a tribute to the oil industry in Southeast Texas. And now, your daily weather forecast from the Southeast Texas Weather Authority. Good morning, everybody, from the KFDM and Fox 4 Weather Center. I'm meteorologist Chad Sandwell, and here is a look at your forecast for Monday. It's August the 3rd, 2022. Not going to be nearly as cool as it was last week, but we are still going to see pretty nice weather here across Southeast Texas as we go through the first full week of October. Overall, we'll look for partly cloudy skies each of the next seven days, and our rain chances basically zero. Uh, today we're going to see northeasterly winds average out to about 9-10 miles an hour, so light winds. A few high clouds streaking in in the upper levels of the atmosphere. This is courtesy of Hurricane Orlean, which is out northwest of Mexico, and uh, that is high cloud cover is going to streak across Mexico and through south Texas into southeast Texas as it did yesterday, and we'll be looking for some of that cloud cover to kind of dominate our forecast as we head through the first few days of this week. Second half of the week, a little bit of a change. We'll start seeing winds coming back out of the south starting on Wednesday. And Thursday, Friday, and then Friday night into Saturday, we'll see a little bit of a boundary kind of work its way through. It's going to be a weak front that will take us from highs near 90 on Friday and basically back down into the mid-80s as we head over the weekend. But again, not a lot happening in terms of rainfall here in southeast Texas. And that's a bad thing because we're now uh, about 16 plus, 17 inches or so behind on rainfall this year. As a matter of fact, compared this year to last year, we are 26 inches behind last year's rainfall pace. So again, things are definitely dry here in southeast Texas. We could use the moisture, unfortunately, at least for the next seven to maybe 10 days, if not two weeks, rain just doesn't look like it is in the cards here across southeast Texas. Water temperatures continue to cool off in the Gulf of Mexico, 77 degrees today. UV index, thanks to some cloud cover and lower sun angle, is going to be at a 6. High tide will be at 12.06 a.m., low tide for 11 p.m., and we have a moderate risk of rip currents today. Now, if you're an allergy sufferer, 
course, last week was really bad. We'll continue to see high levels of weed pollen today, the moderate levels of grass pollen and mold spores, and winds, uh, again, off the coast. going to be fairly light at about 4 to 14 miles an hour. Heading into October, two tropical systems we were watching. They are basically waves out over the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, one has about a 40% chance to develop. That one is tracking towards the Caribbean. Uh, some of the longer-term forecast models don't show much of development there. And then we've got another system uh, south of the Cabo Verde Islands, and that looks like it's going to be moving to the north-northwest. That one has a little bit better chance to develop, but again, heading for open waters. So at this point, no real concern, and with high pressure dominating the Gulf of Mexico, uh, tropical activity looks to be fairly minimal over the next several days. Don't forget, you can get your forecast anytime online at kfdm.com. We're on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to download our free weather app. It's available on your iOS and Android devices. From the KFDM and Fox 4 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chad Sandwell. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Join us again tomorrow for the KFDM Morning Show Podcast. <laughs>